Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rob and Wheelhouse Show. This is Rob Fontenot, one half of the dynamic duo here on the Rob and Wheelhouse Show, the best Astros podcast ever. Uh, In this episode, I'm going to recap the Texas series. Short two-game series, but two awesome performances by Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole. Milestones have been reached. You've got 100 wins by the Astros. We're going to talk about having 100 wins. And we're also going to talk about 300 strikeouts. Garrett Cole reached 300 strikeouts last night on Wednesday. So that is going to be another topic of conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're listening to The Rob and Wheelhouse Show. All right, first of all, I just want to say happy birthday to my favorite Astro, George Springer. So let's talk about this two-game series with the hated Texas Rangers. Can't stand them. I hate them. And I think it was 11-6, so I think the Astros won the series 13-6. Let me write that down because I do believe that is what ended up happening. Great. 13 to 6. And there was a guy at work on Tuesday that actually had the nerve to bet me $20. I don't think he knows what's going on. I just think he wanted to bet me. And we had Justin Verlander on the mound Tuesday, so I took that bet easily. So Verlander delivered in the first game of the series six innings. He only allowed four hits. Zero runs, folks. Great outing by Verlander. Two walks, eight strikeouts. ERA sitting pretty at 2.55. So the game was 0-0 zero to zero in the bottom of the fifth, and I was wondering, is anybody going to score? Once again, zero run support. No run support at all. Not zero. Not zero runs, but no run support. Zero to zero, bottom of the fifth. Is anyone going to score? That's what I was thinking. Yuli Gurriel, solo home run. One to zero, Astros. Finally, they break through. Uh, Verlander goes in, pitches the top of the sixth. Bottom of the sixth, Alex Bregman, 
solo home run, two to zero, 37th home run of the year, Alex Bregman. Jordan Alvarez follows that up with a solo home run, three to zero. That was 26 home runs for Jordan Alvarez. Amazing. So Astros up three to zero. Top of the seventh, Mazzara comes in and hits a home run off Rondon, three to one. Rondon, one inning, two hits, one run, two strikeouts. Rondon, some people say Rondon't, and I don't have the numbers, but someone actually showed it on Twitter that he's actually doing good. It just seems like he's not. I don't know. I think people are a little harsh. I think people are a little harsh on... They're a little harsh on relief pitchers. Because think about it. They go in and pitch a scoreless inning. And their ERA barely moves. Barely changes at all. But they go in and give up three runs. And it skies. It balloons. I mean, they have very little opportunity to lower their ERA. But they have an opportunity for it to get higher, if that makes sense. That's just my thought. So, Mazzara home run off Rondon, 3-1, to one, and then bottom of the seventh, George Springer, RBI single, 4-1. to one. Astros win. Uh, Harris, he came in and pitched the eighth inning, straight zeros. Will Harris, I don't know about... The health of Presley, I know he's doing bullpens and he's getting close. But Will Harris is our seventh inning guy, and I guess Rondon is auditioning for it. I don't know who else can do it. But Harris, 0-0-0, no runs, no hits, no strikeouts, no walks. I'll take that. Osuna comes in, no runs, no hits, two strikeouts, save number 34. Good job by my closer, Roberto Osuna. Wednesday, Garrett Cole. Another great performance. And to me, it was a different game. Um, like, when Verlander pitched, they it seems like they took him out a little early. And I don't know why. I know he's not hurt. I know nothing's wrong. There's not anything wrong with him. But I think they just did it. I don't know why. Maybe they're preserving him. I don't know. Because he is older. But he, I mean, he did get his eight strikeouts. It looks like Garrett Cole's probably going to take the strikeout lead for the Astros overall when the season is said and done. But Garrett Cole goes in and... He pitches eight innings. They let him get a higher pitch count. So let's go over the scoring. No runs. Once again, I was wondering, are they going to do the same thing? Like, where's the scoring at? These Texas pitchers aren't that great. So Yuli Gurriel busts the seal on it once again. Solo home run, 30 Home runs by Yuli Gurriel, and if my memory serves me correctly, the stat that was shown or stated on the broadcast is if you add 
2018 and 2017 Yuli Gurriel home runs, it adds up to 31. So he has hit almost as many home runs this year as the last two years combined. Good job, Yuli Gurriel. This one was a two-run shot. Astros up 2-0, to zero, finally scored. Top of the seventh, Texas scored on a single and a throwing error. Garrett Cole was pretty mad. And if you saw the episode where, not the episode, but what happened when he chunked the ball away asking for another ball and before he could look back up, someone threw it at him. Luckily it was soft and it hit him and he was pretty mad. But that made it two to one. Bottom of the seventh, Jose Altuve, home run number 29. Solo home run. This one, I believe, over the center field fence, over, maybe it was right center because it was over the bullpen, but he hit it over the bullpen. I totally believe that. I know the guy in the stands got it. So he, I, he had to have hit it down the, over the bullpen or the, or the pitchers would have got it. So Astros up 3-1, to one, and Garrett Cole goes back out for the eighth. I don't know if... The and I don't I'm not even going to talk about this because I forgot all about it, but the like 14 games in a row of double digit strikeouts. Did that have something to do with them leaving him in in the eighth inning? I don't know. Him getting 300 strikeouts was that a factor? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just him. Who knows? As far as I know, the manager says, "How you feeling?" I'm good. You want to go back out? Sure. Go ahead. I know the manager has the final say, but I'm sure they talk to the pitcher. I'm sure that they both have a, they don't both have a say so, but the pitcher will let him know how he feels. And he wanted to go back out, I'm sure. So Garrett Cole ends up going, did I say this? He goes up to the eighth inning, gives up a home run to Guzman. Let me just point that out. And that made it 3-2. to two. And that was the final score. So Cole goes eight innings, six hits, two runs allowed. He only had one walk, ten strikeouts. So was he chasing the double-digit strikeouts? Probably. That'd be my guess. But, you know, he, he was barely at 100 pitches right under it. You know, why not? If he, if he can pitch, go ahead. I mean, he's probably not going to be here next year anyway, so, you know, maybe it doesn't matter if he hurts himself. Osuna comes in, one inning, one walk, one hit. Not looking good. But let me tell you about this. I can't remember the order. I think he walked the first guy. Because it was a full count, and I could be wrong. It was a full count, and he threw it in the dirt. He threw the ball in the dirt. And walk the guy. That is what I'm remembering. And Chirinos gives him the ball, or whoever was catching. I don't remember. I think it was Maldonado. So he gives him the ball. And you don't really see... This is what I noticed. I picked this up. I'm surprised it took me 150 games to, to figure this out. But he wasn't... It didn't look like it bothered him. He just took the ball back and shook his head. He's like, all right, all right, we're going to do this. And then he goes on to give up a hit. 
He's got two guys on. And he's still the same way. All right, we're good. We're good. I got it. I'm not worried about it. So he keeps his cool, unless he's just hiding it. I don't know. But that's what I noticed. It's like this guy's in trouble, but his mindset and his attitude are like, it's okay. It's all right. So he gave up the ball and the hit, and I didn't write down if he had a strikeout or not. I don't know, because my memory is horrible. But I do remember him hitting, getting the hitter to hit into a double play to end the game. So we were up 3-2 to two against the Texas Rangers in the top of the ninth inning, and there were two runners on with one out. This guy almost blew this game. The pressure could have gotten to him. Is he lucky? Was it luck that he hit into a double play? A little bit, probably. But that's the game. That's the game. You pitch something to get a ground ball. The defense is in position to get a ground ball double play. He made the pitch to get a ground ball, you know. Give him some props for his skill and his composure. This is our closer going to the playoffs. I'm okay with it. And it doesn't matter if I'm okay with it because he is our closer. Now let's talk about Kyle Tucker. I didn't have much to say about him because he didn't do anything. But did he? If you didn't watch the game and you don't have Twitter or you didn't see any highlights and you don't know what, what happened in the game, Kyle Tucker 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Average drops down to 295. And I don't remember what inning it was. It was earlier in the game, but he saved a home run. The guy was two feet over the wall in right field. He saved a run. So did he score any runs? No. Did he knock any runs in? No. But he pretty much scored a run for the Astros by saving one. So he did go 0 for 4. And I know I'm giving him props, you know, extra props or whatever, but... You know, that's all I'm saying. He helped the Astros win. Over four, but he still helped them win. And I think before that game, I believe someone said he was one for 10. His last 10, one for 10, that's 0 for four. That's one for 14. I don't know. Is Ted back? I don't know. Will he make the playoffs? Probably. All right, so Friday. The Astros have nine games left, folks. Friday, Grinky against the Angels, 16-5, 295 ERA. Saturday, Wade Miley, who had a good outing last time out after surrendering 12 runs in a third of an inning, combined two games. He's back, 371 ERA. He'll be taking on a guy named Sandoval with an 0-3 record, 491 ERA. I don't know. They don't have Mike Trout. We're at home. I mean, I called the sweep before against Kansas City. I didn't call the sweep against Texas, but I was hoping for it. Are we going to sweep the Angels? You've got Grinky, Miley, and Justin Verlander again. He just pitched. With these days off, 
The Astros did not have to throw out Urquidy, even though he did good. They didn't have to throw out Framer Valdez or whoever else. So we go from Verlander to Garrett Cole to Grinky to Miley back to Verlander playoff baseball. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Not going to call a sweep, but we should. We should sweep them. No Mike Trout. To be determined pitcher on Sunday. To be determined pitcher on Friday. These guys don't even know what they're doing. And the guy they are pitching, 491 ERA. The Astros will be off again on Monday. So like I said, lots of days off. They'll play Seattle, close that series out Tuesday and Wednesday. They should win those games too. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they will be playing the Angels in Los Angeles. Season will be over. So now I'm going to go to page two. But first, a message from our sponsor. You are listening to The Robin Wilhow Show. All right, so before I get to page two, uh, one thing I forgot to mention because I had it on the top of the page was Carlos Correa was back Tuesday. He took Wednesday off. And although he did go 0 for 4, three strikeouts, didn't look good at the plate, but he looked good in the field. The guy can play shortstop. I like him out there. I like Bregman at third. The fact for him being healthy is another conversation, but he's going to be healthy. He's going to be in the playoffs. We're going to be all right. Just give him time. He's got nine games left. I don't know if he'll play all of them, but he's got some games left. He only had one rehab game, so give him a break. So I just did this section of the podcast, and I had to redo it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to look it up while I was talking to you, but Garrett Cole is the 18th, the 18th pitcher since 1900 in Major League Baseball. That is 119 years. There's only been 18 Major League Baseball pitchers. And I'll tell you why I didn't know if it was correct or right. I thought I wrote it down wrong. 18th Major League pitcher with 300 strikeouts in a season. I thought it would be more. I thought there was one guy that does it every year. I don't know. I thought it would be way more than that. And so this second thing I'm going to tell you is why I thought it was wrong. He joins J.R. Richard and Mike Scott as the only three Astros. So 18 overall in the history of baseball since 1900, and three of them are Astros. I don't know what the math is, and I'm not going to do it, but that's good. Three out, of, three out of 18. And if you would have asked me who were the other two Astros to get 300 strikeouts, I would have bet money Nolan Ryan was one of them. So Garrett Cole, 300 strikeouts in 198 and a third innings, became the second fastest pitcher. The second fewest innings to get 300 strikeouts. The fastest? Who would you guess? I'll give you a second. If you don't know. For fun. Randy Johnson. 2001, the big unit. 197 and two-thirds innings. It took him only two-thirds of an inning. 
less or two-thirds of an inning more to get 300 strikeouts than Randy Johnson. So the Houston Astros are the sixth team ever to have three 100-win seasons in a row. Or three, I guess it doesn't say three plus. Three 100 plus, there's where the plus is. Three 100 plus win seasons in a row. That has only happened six times. I think I saw it, it was, I don't even remember who it was. But this might give it, This. I think this will show you who it is right here. A.J. Hinch is on a list with other managers to manage teams that have 100 wins three times in a row. It's Joe Torre, who was with the Yankees. I don't even have to look that up. Bobby Cox, back in the Atlanta Braves game, Atlanta Braves days. Earl Weaver, uh, has to be the Orioles. Billy Southworth, that has to be from the 1900s. I don't know, I've never heard of that guy. And Connie Mack, I think he was with the Reds. You'd have to be a history buff to know that. So you got Torrey, Bobby Cox, Earl Weaver, Connie Mack, Billy Southworth. A.J. Hinch is now in the same company as these guys, and they are all Hall of Famers. So what does that tell you about A.J. Hinch? So I want to talk about Alex Bregman real quick. And let me tell you this. I hope this doesn't come out bad. Okay. I'm just going to tell you. When I started the podcast, it was sunny outside. And I didn't. I don't have the light on in the room. And it's dark. So give me about th- two or three seconds. And I'll be right back. Hang on. All right. I'm back. I'm back. Here I come. All right. I didn't want to start over. So anyway, now I can see. I tried to power through it, but I, I just can't see it. Okay, so on Twitter, I like to find stuff on Twitter and tell you about it. Max's Sporting Studio. Look them up if you want to, if you have Twitter. Max's Sporting Studio. He had a post that said, Hitters with the most 380 feet, or 380 foot, however you word it, 380 feet home runs or shorter. So this is a list of hitters with the most home runs that are not over 380 feet. That's a good way to describe it. So pretty much he's saying these are the league leaders in short home runs. And I don't know where he got the 380 at, but apparently that's short. So Alex Bregman has 18 of those. So he is leading... Major League Baseball in short home runs. Brett Gardner has 13. They have the short porch in right field. And there's uh, Seager, LeMahieu, Judge. They have 11. But Alex Bregman has 18. So what the guy posted was short porch merchant confirmed. So this guy's trying to say that Alex Bregman only has the home run total that he has because he plays him in at Maid Park. And 
You know, all I have to say about that is haters gonna hate. They're gonna hate him. He's awesome. He's gonna be the MVP. And I don't know if this Max Sporting Studio is a Yankee fan or a Mike Trout fan or he's trying to make sure that Alex Bregman doesn't get the MVP or he's just trying to prove a point. I don't know. But a home run's a home run. I don't care where he hits it. You still got to hit the ball. It doesn't matter. All right, let's go back to these 100-win seasons. Now this, it surprised me. So is it going to surprise you? I would think so. But let me tell you this. There was a story or a comment. You know I can't remember anything, but I heard this. So let me just share it with you. There was a story about how there's only a handful of good teams. Everyone's tanking and there's only a few good teams. So I, it's saying something like all of the good players or all of the good teams are all on just very few. There's not, it's, there's no parity. So... And this is gonna this is gonna prove that point a little bit. So in 2018, well, let's say this first. In 2019, the Houston Astros, when they defeated the Texas Rangers, not only did they they already won the silver boot, but they swept the Texas Rangers, and the last game of the season that they beat them was our hundredth win. So take that. So 2019, we already got one 100-game winner, and there will probably be another one tonight. I don't know. But, but last year, 2018, so I'm going to get to this year in a minute. 2018, you had the Yankees, the Astros, and Boston. All three in the American League. All three, of course, made the playoffs, but you had three. And if there would have been... The Dodgers or somebody else, the Braves, could have won 100 last year. Then we would have had four. And I'll get to that in a minute. In 2017, you had the Dodgers, Cleveland, and once again, Houston. So it's kind of funny how 2018, it's the Yankees in Boston. And 2017, it was the Dodgers in Cleveland. And this year... Cleveland won't be on there, or Boston. So they're not able to keep the 100-win streak going, but the Astros did. So this is what I was telling you about how you have the tanking teams and you have all the power in a certain amount of teams. So you had... 18, 17, and then you go back to the next time that there was three 100-win teams. 2003, 16 years ago. 2003, Yankees, Atlanta, San Francisco. And there has never, Never been four 100-win teams. So I think last year they had the best chance 
just solely because you have the three American League teams with 100. So this year you have Houston already at 100, the Yankees at 99, and I have counted the Astros have nine games left, the Yankees have nine games left, so let's just assume that everyone has nine games left. So can these teams get to 100? Can we, for the first time ever, have four 100-win teams? Can this happen? You have, like I said, Houston, the Astros, 100 wins. First team. Do you remember when there was a team that had the first to 50, first to 60, first to 70, and blah, 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 yada, 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 whatever you want to say, but the Astros were the first one to 100. No one can take that away. Number one seed. So the Yankees have 99. I'm not going to look up if they're playing or if they're going to win. But they have nine games left to win one. There's two. Guaranteed. They're not going to go 0-9. The LA Dodgers have 98. There's no way they're going to go 1-7. They're going to at least win three games or two games and win 100. So there's three. You've got three already. So that's going to be 17, 18, 19, three years in a row that you're going to have three teams with 100-plus wins, and you haven't had one since 2003. So you had a 14-year gap when there was more parity in the game, and now there's not because there, the, there's a lot of... There's not a lot of them, but there's just a handful of really great teams, and it kind of proves this. And I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me. I'm In no way... Am I complaining that there's not parity? I mean, you know, these guys don't have salary caps. If they don't want to win, they don't want to win. There's there's a lot of people copying the Astros, uh, trying to lose, get draft picks, whatever, get rid of high contracts, whatever. Fine. Everybody's trying to follow the Astros' blueprint. And I don't blame them either. I mean, why would you want to... Just be a mediocre playoff team that's going to make the wild card or maybe win your division once in a while if you're not going to win it all. And also, why would you want to put a team together, go for the World Series and not make it, but you've drained your entire farm system? So everyone is going to follow the Astros suit But it can't work for everybody. I mean, you can't have 30 awesome teams and all 30 teams have awesome farm clubs or farm systems, however you want to talk about it, however you want to word it. Anyway, get off my soapbox. So you have Houston with 100. I never get tired of saying that. Yankees with 99. Dodgers, 98. Guarantee you those three will go. So you got nine games left. The Atlanta Braves have 94. So they need six, so that'll be six and three. That's possible. They're our best hope. Minnesota Twins have to win seven, and Oakland has to win eight. So Oakland is not going to win it. They're not going to do it. So Atlanta, Minnesota. I think Atlanta, I mean, it's just obvious because they have 94 wins. But I think they have the best chance. Who knows if they're going to throttle back. 
But we have a chance, first time ever, four teams. But the way it's going, it looks like every year they're going to have three teams at least. But this year, we got a chance for four. So we look at the wild card in the American League for finally, let's, the end of the podcast, I'll tell you who's going to make the playoffs, or I'm going to give you the playoff seedings. So you already know the Astros, Yankees, and then Cleveland. I don't know Cleveland and Minnesota's record, but I think Minnesota's pulled away from them. But let's just look at the wild card real quick before we go. Oakland is two games up. So it looks like Oakland is going to do it unless they choke. Tampa Bay is in it, and they are a half a game ahead of Cleveland, who had a chance to win their division, but it still looks like they got a chance. And they got good pitching. It should be good. So the Astros could end up the number one seed, and they could end up playing Oakland, Tampa Bay, or Cleveland. And they're going to be at home, I hope. I really, really think the Astros are the best team But I really, really think they need that home field advantage. Just my opinion. So anyway, like I said, Astros off tonight. They start a series. It's on the other page. But they start a series with L.A. at home Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Grinky, Miley, Justin Verlander. I'd like to thank everyone out there for listening to the Robin Wheelhouse Show. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.